Chapter 11 of Legends of Saints and Sinners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Tom Mack, Tucson, Arizona. Legends of Saints and Sinners by Douglas Hyde. Chapter 11 The Burial of Jesus. Preface. The first time I heard this poem was at the Galloway Feast many years ago. The poor old man, the canny core or honest merchant, I don't know what his real name was, recited it. I took him aside in the interval during the competitions and wrote the most of it down from his recitation. My friend Egan O'Nashten wrote the rest of it down for me from the old man's mouth later on, but with the greatest difficulty, as he had lost his teeth and pronounced very badly. Neither of us ever heard the poem before, and it is obviously only a fragment of a very long piece. Now, I fear hopelessly lost in common with many others once popular. Indeed, I have seen a copy of this poem written down by a man called Hessian, some eighty years ago, who called it the Esire, but it is hopelessly undecipherable. This curious piece refers to a story once so commonly known in Ireland that it may almost be said to have formed part of the regular account of the crucifixion. It is celebrated even more in Irish art than in Irish story and song. When examining a few years ago the remains of the beautiful abbey, which gives to Ennis its Irish name of Mainstir na Ins, I saw where a portion of the stone carving had recently been laid bare, and there, as plain as though it had been carved yesterday, was a very spirited picture of the cock rising up out of the pot and getting ready to crow. This was included with the other symbols of the crucifixion. I have seen the same thing on old wooden crucifixes and elsewhere. There seems to have been a body of legend in some way or other connecting the cock with the history of the Passion. A Coptic legend tells us that on the day of the betrayal a roasted cock had been served up to our Lord who bade it rise up and follow Judas who was then on his way to make his bargain with the chief priests. The cock rose up and did what it was ordered, and it brought back word to our Lord that the arch-traitor had sold him, and for this that cock shall enter paradise. Thevenet Voyages 2, 75, quoted in the Journal for Apocrypha, it is more likely, however, that the legend, as we know it, came from the second Greek form of the Gospel of Nicodemus, certain MSS, of which contains the following passage. Quote, and when the Jews refused to receive again from Judas the thirty pieces of silver for which he had betrayed his master, he threw them in their midst and went away and he came home to make a halter out of cord to hang himself with. There he found his wife sitting and roasting a cock upon the coals. And he said unto her, 
Rise, wife, and get a rope ready for me, because I mean to hang myself as I deserve. But his wife said unto him, Why speakest thou like that? And Judas replied, Know then that I have unjustly betrayed my master Jesus to the evildoers, who have taken him before Pilate to put him to death. But he will rise again on the third day, and then woe to us. But his wife said unto him, Speak not so, and believe it not. For it is just as likely that this cock roasting on the coals will crow, as that Jesus will rise, as thou sayest. And while she was thus speaking, the cock flapped his wings and crew thrice. Then was Judas yet the more convicted, etc. End quote. Tischendorf, page 289. The legend found its way into Scotland also. It is told in a bald version in Scotch Gaelic of only four verses, recovered by Carmichael, volume 2, page 176. That cock which you have in the pot pounded as fine as cabbage, the liar shall not leave the tomb until it crows upon the beam. For the original and literal translation, see Religious Songs of Connacht. The Story Virgin, gentle, courteous, gracious, whose goodness which my soul embraces, a shaft of life through time and space is to lead it into heavenly places. Thy holy Son, the King of Angels, suffered passion, wounds, estrangement, in satisfaction for the ailments of sins which here assail us. He was laid in the tomb at the will of the king. He died with pains unstinted. The blood of his heart on the point of the dart and death on his cold face printed. At the door of the tomb was a stone of gloom. Not a hundred men could heave it. But an angel came from heaven like flame to raise it and to leave it. The Magdalene came, and she came in her haste to wash his wounds in a minute. She searched through the gloom of the rock-hewn tomb. No trace of the Lord was in it. She saw by the wall the grave clothes all, lying empty there, and started, and timidly asked of the soldier guard, Where has our Lord departed? I was here, said the guard, I kept watch and kept ward. Why seek ye the truth to smother? I've a nice little cock who boils here in my pot, and the one is as dead as the other. I've a nice little cock who boils here in my pot, while the camps looks on us and sees us. And until the cock rises out of your pot, he shall never rise, your Jesus. With that, the dead cock flew out of the pot and clapped his wings loud, crowing. Oh, shun, cried the man, and his features grew wan. Then Jesus is up and doing. Spake the virgin, I sicken, I sigh, with longing I die. If ye show me not where to find him, to put balm in the cuts and the stabs and the wounds, wherewith in his side they signed him. He is gone where are gone the apostles, 
and soon in Galilee thou shalt find him. Spake Christ. By Peter my church has been holily built, with flame of faithful endeavor. Though the body be stricken, the soul hath no guilt. Confess ye my name forever. Here is another melodious little piece about the two Marys, which I got from my friend Miss Agnes O'Farrelly, who got it from a young gossoon in Innisman or Anmore. I do not know which. Uprose the Two Marys Uprose the Two Marys two hours ere day, and they went to the temple to keen and to pray. There came in the angel with candles so bright, All hail to thee, Mary, said God full of light, And dost thou forget it, thy passion and pain, And dost thou forget it, thy slaying by men? And dost thou forget it, the spear and the threat, Which no children of Adam could ever forget? Remember me, children of Adam and Eve, and the heavens of God ye shall surely receive. End of chapter 11 Recording by Tom Mack